Australia. Good evening, America, and welcome to the rest of the world. And today we're going to do a big shout out to everyone listening in the Asia Pacific region. Now, this is the first in a new show series with the gorgeous Annie Gibbons uh, from the Women's Business Incubator. And before I introduce you to Annie, here's what you need to know. If you're listening live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch and Twitter, Hannah is ready and waiting in the background to take your comments, provide links to the things that we talk about. Additionally, if you miss anything in the show, you can always jump on to Annie's websites, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but also on TonyLontis.com, click on the co-host link and you will find everything that we talk to um, about. So if you're listening whilst driving or watching whilst cooking breakfast, then make sure you jump onto the websites to find the information because we have some special offers about the things that we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. An integral part of each and every show is the international acknowledgement of the special and important role that Indigenous communities play in our cultural identity. So I want to respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region, Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and meet, and pay my respects to the elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here watching today. Now here is what you need to know about the gorgeous Annie Gibbons. Annie Gibbons is a passionate purpose-driven fempreneur, a CEO, global women's empowerment coach, podcast host, speaker, and number one best-selling author. As the founder of the Women's Business Incubator, Life by Design, and Women Collaborating Globally, Annie is a digital powerhouse, helping push the limits of what is truly possible. Annie is positioned as one of Australia's leading voices for women in business. As the G100 Australian Country Chair, Equity and Equality and Top Women's Changemaker 2021, her passion for gender equality is unwavering when it comes to excelling the potential of the female workforce. Annie is driven by dismantling the glass ceiling and removing the invisible barriers to success that many women come up against in their business and life journey. Um, we're going to be having some wonderful conversations about women and women in business. With three university degrees under her belt, Annie is now the go-to international speaker uh, across global women's leaders in business. As a keynote speaker at the Lady America Power Conference, Barriers and Bias, the status of women in leadership in 2021, Annie shared the power behind unlocking the visibility of female entrepreneurs around the globe. She also hosts a podcast called Memoirs of Successful Women, and she's interviewed over a hundred inspirational women worldwide. Her guests include business leaders, entrepreneurs, humanitarians, athletes, and creators of startups on a mission. Starting her career as a registered nurse, Annie went on to become a health educationalist, 
change management CEO and entrepreneur whilst raising her family of five, including two sets of twins born 26 months apart. Now that's achievement all on its lonesome. As a CEO of Glaucoma Australia, an organisation dedicated to providing sight-saving education, support and advocacy for people with glaucoma and their families, and he is no stranger on how to maximise impact with punch. I am incredibly excited and incredibly privileged to have Annie Gibbons on the show as my co-host for this series of Secret Women's Business. Welcome to the show, Annie. Oh, it is such a delight to be joining you, Tony. I know we're going to have such a wonderful conversation over the next few weeks all about women in business, just finding your own voice, stepping into a whole new space and um, starting to just believe big, right? It's going to be awesome. I know. I, I keep saying this and I don't mean it to disregard men or disregard masculine energy. But the more women I talk to, this is a powerful period of time for women. Mm -hmm. So ladies, if you're listening out there, you've had an idea, an entrepreneurial thought, now is the time, isn't it, Annie? Now is definitely the time, Tony. I mean, particularly because the pandemic that we've all just lived through and are still at the tail ends of and the uncertainty really of the future in, in employment uh, is a time that, you know, we've already had the, the wool pulled out under us, right? <laughs> so we might as well uh, just start thinking, you know, what if I do have more capacity, right? So it's a time mm. of great change for women, particularly in the startup phase. Absolutely. Um, and there's something about the rising feminine energy across the globe that will actually buoy you along. So this time is powerful. If ever you've thought about being in business, being an entrepreneur, getting that idea off the ground, this is the show for you to listen to because Annie and I will be discussing a whole range of incentives and ways in which you can get started. But before we do that, I want you to get to know this beautiful person who is Annie Gibbons. So I wanted to start at the beginning and get you to tell me about growing up and how that led into your first career in nursing. Well, I grew up on the northern beaches of Sydney, Australia. So I had a actually, you know, in on the world scale, I had a very privileged upbringing. You know, I, I got brought up in a very nice area, very conservative, and uh, and I was a really fun-loving kid. I was always one of those, you know, born for the stage kids who, who thought everything was possible. And I had a bit of a celebrity auntie who was a Russian ballerina, so it added oh. this. Edge of, you know, she was a prima donna from the from the ballet russe. So I just kind of so I had pictures all over my walls of this, you know, size two amazing <laughs> arena. And even though I was not and was never going to be, I of course as a child thought, you know, I could be famous. I could be on the stage like her, you know. Mm -hmm. But I also and I had two very inspirational grandmothers from different sides of the world. One was an aristocrat uh, from birth from Russia who lost all of that and became a refugee <gasps> in Australia. So I had the tight, I had this grandmother who just believed she was like royalty because she was raised that way and could not believe mm. anything wasn't going to be possible. So this whole <laughs> mindset I learned yes. from 
And my other grandmother was pretty much born dirt poor in Sydney, Australia, and actually went, no, nothing's going to be given to you. You have to work for every cent. So I actually put, I'm probably the combination of my two grandmothers. What a great balance. It's a real great balance, isn't it? It's like everything's possible. Just ask boldly, expect it to happen. And then, but also work your butt off. Always have a plan B (laughs) and don't expect anyone to whatever. So I I, I had an incredible uh, early childhood really learning off these ladies and contrasting that I also had very conservative parents who then Mm. sort of went well my father was a pharmacist you should be a pharmacist and every time I had ideas which actually came organically which is but I want to be a businesswoman I want to you know make amazing things happen maybe I could run a company maybe I could do something really incredible Uh, I got shot down in flames you know that's not going to happen you could never be a good mother if you go and have these crazy ideas even though I was only 15 when I had those ideas. I, but I'm like, oh, I want to be, but the power of blanket statements, right, Tony, that I want to be a good yes. mother one day. Oh, that's a shame I can't do that because then I wouldn't be a good mother. And my mother was very proudly a, a stay-at-home mother, didn't like working mothers. And also they then had opinions on me, which was really interesting that I, yep. I didn't have a financial head. I didn't have, I wouldn't be a good yep. businesswoman. I was too excitable you know all these sorts of things that when they come from a voice and this is not to totally disrespect the amazing things that they also did it was actually just the power of the voice was very impactful Mm. on me and so I and when I went and said you know well I want to be a a ballerina like my grandmother it's like well with fat legs like that you're never (gasps) going to be so you've got to start thinking seriously and you're going to work for your father So I think you started by, well, how did you end up in nursing? It was actually a crazy scenario of my heart was when all through a senior high Uh school, but I want to do business or at least marketing, Uh advertising, something fun and edgy, right? Uh, And then I went, you know, you've got to be a pharmacist, got to be a pharmacist. And then my father had three armed robberies in his (sighs) pharmacy while I was doing my final And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I really don't want to disrespect my father. And I can't stand the thought of working in one little shop all day, every day for my entire career, giving out medicines. No offence to the pharmacist. But I thought I've got to do something medical. So I actually just ticked nursing thinking at the Uh... age of 17, I wouldn't get in as much trouble. And so I became, (laughs) I don't love just that decision making so my parents to this day then thought I didn't get the marks for pharmacy I did nursing and um, which was probably a good thing because then when I had children I could be a good mum <laughs> well uh, the other thing is Annie that at in our age group I remember having this conversation that open to us at that time was a banking job mm-hmm. go nursing or go teaching there were yes, no, not many other options, really. So, um, and, you know, nursing in that day and age was pretty fun. It was hard work, but we lived in oh. nurses' quarters and we did big blocks of study and we hung up with the doctors in training and we partied a lot. So it was kind of fun, you <laughs> it know. It was for the party girls like you and I both, both <laughs> 
original nurses and um, absolutely. And, and nursing is a fantastic profession and I have just so much, the so skills. much I loved it. It was fantastic for all of my yes. foundations. Everything that I've done since then, I've actually built it on my nurse training. To I was going to say, because by the time we were mere 20-year-olds, we were often in charge of a ward of 30 uh, high-care patients, <laughs> managing graduate doctors, coordinating specialists' requirements and complex patient needs. So at that very young age... We, we had lots of skills, and I have to agree with you, Annie, that nursing background teaches you a, a whole range of skills that I never realised at the time until oh. way down the track, oh, my goodness, I actually learnt that when I was nursing. I actually learnt how to react in a really serious, life-threatening situation with calmness. And, you know, I, I agree. I often get asked in my roles, well, how did you know when you're a leader? How did you develop those leadership and, and organizational yeah. skills, time management, things like yes. that? I'm like, and my responses, you know, I try to think of some amazing response. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's nursing. Nurse. I was a nurse. That's right. You manage life and death. You organize absolutely. people. You have to problem solve. We're calm in the face of stress. and So yeah. it is absolutely fantastic that we are unflappable. You know, it's like, yes. well, that's not a problem. You're not like nearly dead. Yes, you've, got, <laughs> you've got pain. You've got a bit of blood. But it's like, come and tell me when you've got a real problem. Uh, you know, my kids used to say to me, Annie, um, and they still say it to this day, unless we were dying, we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't tell mum. And I'm like, oh no! But that was because I was a nurse. It's because your mother's a nurse. I know. Mine would just be looking at it, going, "No, it's only a scratch. Don't bother her." You know, you'd have to be gushing. Mum, this is quite serious. And I'm like, one of my friends fell out of a tree, and he got fell yes. out of a tree, held his arm, walked to the car, got in the car, and then he was a little bit. Uh, uh. We go, "You're right, Dad." He goes, "Yeah, my arm is crunching." <laughs> Yeah, I've got a broken arm story from one of my kids too, which is really terrible retrospectively. But in the scheme of what we dealt with in nursing at such a young age, um, you know, catastrophic accidents with really nasty things, the kid's broken arm was kind of Poor darling. And here my biggest responsibility in life from my whole childhood was to be a good mother and my poor seven-year-old didn't even feel bravely to say I think my arm might be broken I think my broken mom. I'm just piling the kids in the Tarago <laughs> the minivan and off we go um, oh dear epic fail I have many of them <laughs> Same. I know. I know. You think back now and think, oh, my goodness, how did my poor children survive my motherings, particularly as a first-time mum? But they survived and they laugh about it now, which is a good thing. That's what I tell them. Speaking (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're still here. What's the problem? You had a real um, challenging journey with motherhood. So two sets of twins born 26 months apart. My mind just goes, oh, my God. Can you tell tell us about what it was like during that time? Because not only did you have this family um, and five kids, you had to manage work and, and you were starting on your entrepreneurial and CEO journey and you were studying. How did it Crazy, all work right? out? 
I know. Yeah. I am just the example for those uh, listening in, watching. Uh, yes, I am the example of how can crazy things actually happen. So, uh, so, and there's positives and negatives of my crazy situation. One, it was so crazy, I could actually just laugh my way through it. Uh, <laughs> and I actually got out of the problem of trying to be too perfect because that was definitely not going to be achievable. Uh, so benefits, but there were incredible challenges, Tony. So yes. the long story is I met my childhood sweetheart at uh, 17. We were engaged at 19, married at 20. Aww. And we've now been married for 35 years. So those teenage weddings were then um yes and so here I was I always wanted to be a businesswoman I'm now a nurse and a, and I'm a mighty great nurse and then I'm suddenly <laughs> we're if have expecting our three our first baby three, three year later and I'm having twins so amazing exciting we felt like we're the chosen ones you know like yeah. you know no idea how to raise a child or but then anyway <laughs> suddenly we were blessed with two two boys after I had a lifetime plan I love how you get all have all these ideas I know I'm gonna have Four have three girls. girls. <laughs> I was going to have four girls. That was my plan. And uh, and then I had twin boys. And I just went, whoa. <laughs> what do I do with these? <laughs> and then 26 months later, I had another set because hubby and I went, well, our life's so crazy. Why don't we have one more? And then our family <laughs> was done. I love the thinking, you know. I've obviously matured my thought processes as I've got older, but hilarious, right? So yes. then, of course, we suddenly go to the second ultrasound and they go, oh, and I'm, of course, laughing my way going, gee, you'd think it'd feel different. It feels the same. And my gorgeous yeah. husband, who loves and adores me, goes, that's probably because your body's just out of shape, babe. It's just in the way. And I'm like, wow, okay. So then anyway, twins twice and um, in 22 26 months and then at the same time we've also then I'm only 25 years old so I've got yeah. two and a quarter and I'm 25 years old we've really still got no money we moved from our flat to a, a house a bigger uh, house try and just have some room because we we started this process two years before in a one-bedroom unit and oh uh, it was all pretty crazy and then I'm still going okay well I need the most money I can get so I did a Friday night and a Saturday night shift of nursing yes. So yes. that I could sleep Saturday, Sunday, which yes. was joyful for my poor darling husband who worked Monday to Friday. But that's what you yeah. did. We just worked and we tagged yes. him. And mum tried to sleep. I love it. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, how on earth did you manage to sleep? Because, you know, oh, shift crazy. work and nursing is, is a tough gig. Oh, especially when the next door neighbour puts the lawnmower on first thing. As oh, as no. But I did have a year off um, between, you know, in, in there. So I breastfed yes. the back for, uh, you know, nine to 12 months, both sets yes. and went back in there. So it wasn't all totally crazy and full on, but <laughs> it was that every cent was necessary. So I'd, I'd look at the shifts and work out when when would be our best value. Yes. And, uh, and then in that time, I then also had my regular moments of crying, as you do, probably because mm. of sleep deprivation and because my, yes. my body was the size of a refrigerator with breast milk. <laughs> And so I then went, you know, oh, it's such a shame that I still never will be a businesswoman. And I had all these, I just had regular oh. meltdowns. My husband used to laugh going, you know, and I actually thought because I believe the blanket statements, it's not possible. So I used to, all my tears were about what a shame, but I love my baby so much and I'm such a yes. great mother. I'm such a great nurse and yes. I don't have any problems and who am I to, you know, complain? To but and then desire I just, something better, I Annie. have this thought in my head always that, but I just think I'd be good at it. Like it was just yeah. crazy to me. I was more mystified, I think, at those yes. days. 
So then my way around that was, okay, while I was a nurse and while I was juggling my children and while my life was completely out of control, I had a brain (laughs) moment again and said to my husband, I think, you know what, I obviously don't have the money to do an MBA, you know, business administration master's. We have no money and that would be crazy, officially crazy. So how about I do a a graduate diploma of education and I could maybe become a nurse educator that yep. would be a manager. And I was yes. pretty excited about this idea. So I enrolled uh-huh. in that and chipped away and ended up over the next few years because you've got to do it in little bite-sized yeah. bits. You're not, yeah. you know, um, it's very difficult to get released as a mother of two sets of twins because, you know, the world falls over. And uh, so I went back to uni and I studied. And the journey was that I ended up becoming a nurse, nurse, nurse educator. Yes. And I absolutely had a ball. And eight years later, I was head teacher of a nursing school because I obviously yeah. did have some little higher level absolutely. management in there. And um, and the kids laughed at mum. You know, they had the mum who went off to university and night <laughs> classes. And I'm like, I was like to my friends, too, right? I actually went for extra time and stayed for coffee shop. You know, I went to <laughs> early, went to the coffee shop, had a break actually went, oh my god like they think uni's like an hour and a half but I went for three because <laughs> I guess like the concept of oh my gosh I actually you never get a break right you don't even get to go to the bathroom by yourself yes. when you're at home so I'm like yes. oh heaven so I decided at that very moment I should be a serial um, academic oh, <laughs> actually okay. it's just my version of balance I got stimulated yep. I met cool people I had a break yes. Yes, official break, which people value. That was the interesting point. If you just say, yeah. "Can I go for a walk?" They go, "Oh, the kids need you, or someone needs you." But if yeah. you go off uni, they go, "Uni, mum's at uni." That's a bit great thinking, Annie. <laughs> great I've got, thinking. I've very crafty in my time, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, at some point in that nursing journey, you decided, "I'm actually going to try and get." into business and you decided that you're going to head and get some of those high level positions. So the first CEO position, tell me about the story around that. Well, here I was eight years later and my kids were, you know, in, in primary school and life was good and, and every, I'm like going, see, I always knew I was a good manager. And then I actually, one day at work, you know, something must have been annoying me and I just had that moment, which I'm sure all of us yeah. have. What if there's more? I know yes. it's, it's, a, it's, it's incredible revelation. But I went, because everyone kept telling me that I'd achieved my goals. Like I was now head teacher of a nursing school and I'd gone got yep. quicker than all these other ladies who'd been there for a long time and they weren't happy about that, by the way, <laughs> uh, because seniority should rule and who is she and who is looking after her children while she's here and all I of that. Know. So I dealt with How that. dare my she? fellow woman. I know. So I was at this stage that people are going, oh, my gosh, you've got the dream. And I went, wow. And then I actually, because I'm Annie, went, but yes. what if there is more? So this curiosity. Mm. In. And then I suddenly started looking at, at jobs and I got a, na- a national education manager for the orthopedic surgeon's job and I yes. left where I yes. was. Everyone went, what on earth? And then all Is of a she sudden, doing? Honestly, she went, she's mental. But they And they all told me I wouldn't get it. I love it. Every yes. step of my journey, I've been told it won't work. Yes. Uh, so I went, oh, yes. well. I'll Annie, the there's I'll something about that 
something about, for me too, there's something about when someone tells you you can't do something. <laughs> or for instance, I was told that I needed to go and write romance novels versus <laughs> memoirs and, and business books. So there's something in there about telling a feisty woman that she oh, can't do something. It's like a red rag to a bull. Tell me I can't. I'll actually really feel that. Exactly. So I then got this role and suddenly increased my income like by $50,000. And in those days, yes. it was like life changing yeah. to my little family because we, we mm. were trying to, you know, scrimping to pay for soccer boots and ballet classes and things. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was that moment that I went, oh, wow, like you dare to dream and you just, I did a hard work. By that stage, oh, I yes. finished my graduate diploma and enrolled in a master's degree and I suddenly yes. had a master's education so not suddenly i'm talking no, no. about like it's night classes i didn't get to do it full time part time all those extra coffee shop moments for me yes i loved it i milked it but i actually did the hard work and i just did mm. it and people went why are you bothering because i didn't even need the masters for where i was and i went wow that's amazing i'm an education specialist running a <laughs> school and my fellow peers are telling me that i didn't need a masters for the job and i went well oh. maybe i need it for my own mind let's yes all these children just go <laughs> um and then maybe maybe that will help me if there's more what a novel thought so i got this national education managed job and i was there for four years and that was the moment that it actually changed i had a fantastic ceo there i yeah. learned so much i suddenly um and then that CEO left and we got a new ceo who i just looked at him and i went how did you get the job it was one of my first moments uh -huh. Which is like, oh, I, you know, I just thought everyone else was so amazing. You know, when you're at that moment, yes. you always go, wow, they're amazing. They're amazing. I could never be like them. But and then, then I, you work with them and, and go, went, well, who's he and how did he get this job? And I, I just watched it and I went, wow, it was the first moment that I didn't, I wasn't so inspired by what I received, yes. you know, and it's not, you know everyone's got their own style but that moment actually made me go what if again what mm. if I could be a CEO what if that yeah. 15 year old Annie self who said she had business skills and could do more mm -hmm. could, could actually nail it and then I yeah. thought to myself let's face it I've done it a couple of degrees now I've, I'm managing these tribe of Gibbons children and that you know although <laughs> they fall out of a tree every now and then and have this crazy mother but they're okay doing all right and um you know people seem to like me and all this sort of thing and I went okay so I then uh applied for this role at the Australasian Society for Ultrasound in Medicine so it was like, yes. really amazing but they wanted niche and education um change management CEO and I went well I can manage change let's face it absolutely you've got twins <laughs> I've grown a nursing school now to a four million dollar college we've got mm. multiple programs I run 20 mm. staff I've got skills and I've got yes. two sets of twins, which tell you what, after all of my accolades in life, the twins actually are the biggest management. Um, yes. So I went to this role, which was crazy because in all my career journey, it was actually, I actually applied for it. I went to interview and I got it. So it was like, whoever gets the first one at the hardest one. After that, I've gone for ones, uh, you know, I've applied for a hundred things and got it. So it's really interesting that yeah. you get the first one, but who's to say? And uh, so I, I applied for this job and I actually I had a moment that changed me. I then went and dared to dream like my grandmother's. I went and yes. said, well, my French grandmother, who was at this stage, probably 99, she died. My grandmother's, I'm going to be here forever. One of them died at <laughs> two and one of them died at 99. So I've got a long time to keep 
growing my incubator ladies yeah. uh, and so I then had this moment of what if I just turn up show up and say I'm an educator I'm you know I've got an incredible track record. I've got a master's degree. I can see where you're wanting to change these, you know, this, these areas mm-hmm. in um, association. I will learn what else do I have to do? You know, if I have to do college director training, Lean Six Sigma, whatever. Yes. Hey, I love going out to uni. That's a dream for me. And uh, anyway, apparently <laughs> I was entertaining and refreshing and uh, <laughs> and I got the role. So the first, first role, I actually felt like I, I like talk about imposter syndrome. All my voice, yes. my father went in, like we're rolling around going, what if they realise you don't have financial skills? What if I was going to ask you about that. What, and then my mother's voice would be going, and who and how are you going to be a good mum now you've picked up this like really impressive job? Like it was really big in my world. Yes. Like I was hardly running. It's you know, still impressive in anyone's world, like, Annie. Wow. And all my and then I also had the the, the school mums going, Oh, are you you're gonna need help? Who's gonna be getting your kids to and from you know all yes. those voices? How are they gonna manage now What's their with that? job? And you're like going, Wow, did they ever ask my husband ever how he manages doing his job never once yeah. you know and, he's and with five coach. kids because he's like he's never kids, half he's never had one of those questions to him so I got all of that from my fellow sisterhood which is driven where I am now at the women's business incubator and tribe which we're going to talk about yes. in a few weeks but it was really interesting I had all these moments of come on women why aren't you supporting your fellow woman Oh, I have to agree with you. Realize that I need to back myself and to own myself, and I need to channel my grandmothers. And that was that moment when I went for that the the first interview. I yeah. went, I act like my aristocratic grandmother who just yes. went, well, why wouldn't I get this job? For goodness sake, I've got all the goods. I'm amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna apply myself. You know, I've got every I tick all the boxes. Why wouldn't I? And then yeah. I also went with my other grandmother going, well, they're not just going to give you anything, darling. Got to work your ass off for everything you get in life. <laughs> and so I then went, okay, so I presented. I went so prepared. I had yeah. my first days of, if you employ me, my first 100 days as your CEO. Would look like this. I gave them a booklet on what that would be like. I prepared it so well. They were just like yeah. dazzled, like let's face Good. it. And um, anyway, it worked. And so I realised sometimes (laughs) you've got to go above and beyond and other times you've just got to have belief. And it changed my life, not just having that CEO role, but that moment when I I suddenly shifted my mindset. I then went... When I, when I actually received the job and I got all these looks, the looks of, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you got that, rather than, wow, oh. babe, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Or how did you get that job? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, have you not watched me for a decade going off to uni, doing these jobs, learning all of this? So it was a crazy experience, but I absolutely loved it. So I had four years there, and then since then I um, have gone off and done corporate consulting I've now run a charity for four and a half years uh and I also in that time I then suddenly got the got the desire to change things somehow my vision changed I want to actually have a future that my daughters now were growing up to be teens I want my daughters and the women of the world coming after me to have a have a framework that they can get educated they can get told what they do they get mentored they get coached in an affirming way that they have their fellow woman self 
celebrating their achievements and backing them up and not bringing them down. So a whole lot of things happen. So I started my business and uh, and then over the next 12 years, I suppose, as I've navigated my C-suite roles and done more courses, I've done all those extra courses. I just thought maybe I need them. I'll do them anyway because my other grandma would say, do everything, do everything. (laughs) And um, whereas my first grandma would go, I'll just do it if they ask. Um, (laughs) And so I got a bit nerdy, which is surprising. Um, And so I did all of that. And then through that, I've then grown and grown and grown my incubator. So I've just now, and now it's my life. It is my passion. Although I love all the other things I do, my whole purpose and passion is on building the Women's Business Incubator and and, and it's got a women's business tribe that goes with it. And actually through the pandemic going global, my mind shifted again. Before the pandemic, I was... Australia. Now I'm like, hello, everybody in yes. the world. I had a lady from Botswana enroll in my program last night. Yes. It's like, wow, that's so exciting. And, you know, and that's the thing, Annie, that in this day and age, we can live in Australia and have global businesses as women. And that's for right. a lot of women, it's just triggering the what and what else. What else? And giving them permission to dream and uh, have big goals and and visions because for some women that never occurs. Um, And and that's really sad because their potential is stifled by those words that are in their head. And instead of creating amazing businesses and being wonderful women across the globe, they're stifled in their life and I that needs to change because women are 50% of the population hello and we need equality and the world needs feminine diversity as well because that's the (laughs) only way we change the planet is having women in the conversations at the top levels across the globe that's the only way we change things absolutely because we're wives mothers etc 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 and all the statistics are that we are great for business women are the biggest decision makers for as consumers right we manage our households we buy things we encouraging our husbands and partners uh to to um purchase things as well we are great for business we are great at mediating negotiating we you know i certainly don't think we'd be having this current war in the world if a woman was managing absolutely this isn't just a feminist perspective all of the data and the statistics suggests and agrees with that are great for the bottom line of business and that's what business is ultimately so and the other thing yeah, it's not just getting to the table. It's actually continuing for us to grow and elevate. You know, why do I yeah. just don't sort of say, oh, well, I've stopped now. Keep pushing because yes. until we have that equal voice and not just equal voice. Then we have the equal positions of who's making the decisions. Definitely. Right? Decision making, not just the token 50-50. That will be amazing. You know, yeah. it started at just, 4%. Just to get to that point would be yeah. Fantastic. When I had my dare to dream moment, when I was, uh, I think I was 17 or 18, um, my, my father actually told me that there were 4% of the world's CEOs were women, four. And Ooh. I went, wow, so here I am. What is it now, my... Annie? Do you know what the percentage is now? Oh, it's, it's still not great. It varies in different countries and it also varies. So it's generally between around uh, 25 to 38%. But So still go... a way to go. 
still a way to go. But then you go to C-suite and the, you know, the top Fortune 500 positions and it's suddenly going to come back to another like a 3 or 4% again. So Whoa. it's like having change, but actually in the big business positions, we haven't. It's they probably That's... went from zero, but, you know, if you actually look at, well, who is actually running the world, yes, mm. still very male. So we are chipping away, and we, but we have also just had a few really sad steps backward because of the pandemic. Yes. Women yes. were the first to self-sacrifice. So women yes. have left their jobs in droves, which is great for me as a women's business incubator because they're also thinking of startups and side hustles. But the reality is actually really sad that it they is. are the ones who went out of the couple, oh, I'll look after the children, I'll homeschool. Because, Many yeah. of them have left jobs that might have been where I was at my mid-stage career and actually, you know, were earning a decent yeah. income and now have self-sacrificed. And it's very hard to then get back into that. Uh, so while we have had a lot of progress progress over the last 20 years and I'm so excited about that we've yeah. actually just had a big regression a big yeah in gender equality um and the whole area of equity issues don't oh, we, can, oh. we can talk about that another time but you yeah. know where we are actually positioning and it's about women not just finding their voice it's using their voice to be heard to be claiming mm. their, their rights mm. and that's it it's all about actually just ensuring that every human being reaches their potential like that's what absolutely I amongst all the jargon i actually go i want that little girl who dares to dream to go if something's been put in your heart it's there for a reason you've obviously got some god-given gifts and skills definitely you deserve the right to be able to explore that which is why i now give away scholarship programs and things like yes. that because i go i want to know that you know those those girls who are seriously so disadvantaged compared to the life and i've experienced they don't have someone who's going to back them they might not have a sweetie yeah. partner who says go out to uni at night babe you do yes dreams you know they might have all of those sort of negative domestic violence um yes. real hardship financially in countries that are extremely male dominated and authoritarian yes. um or even communist whatever and yes. so i want to you know it's obviously my mission and passion that you know yes I, somehow you can touch and go you know what I'm there for you girl you go girl because you know you just yes. need I think sometimes you just need that one person who then you goes, do sometimes you know it just why are they takes... all right why why are you even hearing their voice why are you yeah. were you hearing it but why are you accepting it as a truth yeah, right? yeah. it's amazing what we accept as a truth and you need absolutely more to say you know what you're better than that yeah, and the other thing around um, that whole uh, equity, equality piece is that women are amazing creators, innovators and problem solvers. And I, I say this to the young women that I talk to. Now, if, if you're a mum, you've created a baby from a few cells to a human being without conscious thought. Imagine what you could do and what you could create if you put conscious thought and action around your dreams and visions. Oh, beautifully said. Beautifully like said. Just, and, and women need to understand that they don't have to become masculine or, or act in a, in a male way, that they're female for a reason and that that is beautiful that is strong that is powerful that is creative that's innovative don't let anyone ever tell you any different that's Again, true and they do tell you you know in my career they do 
through the earlier years, you know, I show up, you know, like I do today, a bright red, I yes. wear my hair, I've got long hair, I turn up in flowery outfits because you know yes. what? That's who I am. I'm going to show up authentically as myself, as every other person should. Why should I turn up in grey trousers? I would never Absolutely. wear them. And also, you've already got 70% of men in this room that I'm looking yeah. at. So why do and you they're all in grey suits. And they're all in grey suits with blue ties and um, and generally white. And so why why do I need to try and fit into that? that? You know, I actually am at this stage, the opposite. I go and say, you know, and I'll walk in and they'll laugh at me. I'll go, oh, I'm the token female. Good on you. You've ticked another box. You know, and they look at you and go, oh. But, you know, but then we have a bit of a joke. We need, you know, we need yes. more women and then we need more diversity, you know. Yes. Um, yes. And then we need to have these conversations. But it requires a woman to actually show up and go, you know, that's right, I am going to show up as myself. And and also, you know, you shouldn't be apologetic about that. And you should no. be championing other women to be sitting next to you and also um, encouraging all of the diversity that comes. Because yes. the world I live in and, and also being on boards, you know, what is the whole secret to, to real growth, real innovation, real change, real innovative thinking is, is diversity, diversity. the breadth of diversity you should be having conflicts you should be and you should be hoping that you have a real wide range of thinking on different absolutely topics. and actually that makes you really validate justify and then you should go to a vote on it and this uh, my view is there should always be someone who just you know didn't agree abstained or didn't yeah. agree because yeah. that actually shows so you can have the conversation clear. Know, and so and you channel that type of thinking you know even in my family I go I know where you all agree with me we should we should respectfully agree to disagree that Absolutely. actually helps me because that shows that we're using our voice that shows mm. that we are empowered and that we um, have got good self-esteem right as well mm. and so whether it's in your family whether it's in your community I look at politics could learn from a lot of principles from that oh my goodness business, politics small business big business all of those success principles will be because everyone comes valued supported appreciated heard and they have they're in a framework of you know obviously vision strategy yes. actions and so forth which is um which is you get that synergistic value um of, yeah. you know the sum of the of everybody there it's just brilliant so i'm all into yeah. it i love i yeah. love i love meeting more and more random people you know and and i you know <laughs> You know, oh, do you think you need to tone down a little bit? I went, well, that would know. be not very good if I didn't show up as myself because I'm a business coach and my whole ethos is in, in coaching other women to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, why bother? So I don't. I, don't. I just go, oh, no, no, I don't actually. <laughs> Annie, there's a whole um, a whole conversation around that, um, and it relates to actually your biography, the becoming Annie biography um, of a curious woman. It's actually about being curious, backing yourself, um, and understanding that you are unique in the world. So why not show up as unique and also those visions and thoughts that you have even as a young 17 year old if there happens to be 17 or 18 year olds listening to the show or watching the show today please dare to dream don't go oh no that's too much for me I could never do that don't just don't do that allow yourself to dream and dream big because it opens your mind 
to what might be possible. Now that dream that you have at 17 might eventuate to something completely different as you grow um, and in life. However, don't stop dreaming, girls. Don't stop dreaming. And the other thing too is don't attack other women. So you don't have to agree with what a particular woman is saying, but do not denigrate her. Do not say she has no right to say what she's saying because women supporting women is a key part of the way that we move forward. And you do not have to agree with everything another woman says, but you absolutely should support her right to say it. And don't criticize what she's wearing. Don't (laughs) comment on her makeup. And don't tell her she should be home with the kids. That's no (laughs) longer okay. It is definitely not okay. It is definitely not okay. I'll show those watching in. Here's my biography. Yes. Uh, Becoming Annie, the biography of a curious woman. There we go. I'll get you some better. It's great, by the way, people. uh, so so get it on Amazon or, or any of your um, best retailers, Becoming Annie, the Biography of a Curious Woman. The reason it was written for a couple, a couple of reasons, and I'll actually tell you the honest truth. I actually, um, in my backstory that we haven't shared today, I suffered um, some domestic um, sexual assault um, mm. when I was a young child. And, and the government here about three years ago went and had a big um, reckoning, I suppose, as part of the yes. movement and other things and, and, and actually sort of said, well, we want to recognise women who have been abused and assaulted and actually, you know, hear them apologise on behalf of yes. society that turned a blind eye and yeah. actually um, and compensate them. And I kind of went, well, you know, wow, no one's ever believed me. You know, I've got, got you know, and I've got major sort of family fallout because of that because apparently I'm a liar and I have been my entire life, uh, which is an interesting narrative to hold. <sighs> And so because of that, um, so I've never had my truth accepted by particularly um, my mother. And so there's yeah. incredible pain and incredible damage because of that, because the person you really expect and you... And, to believe and you. To believe you didn't and, and so forth. So anyway, when, when um, COVID hit at the same time, I was also, um, when I went to a psychologist and he said, you should apply for this because it'll just finally oh. give you closure. So I went, oh, well, I don't want money it kind of feels like dirty money in a way and he's like going no it'll just it's symbolic anyway so the long story is that I I went and I applied for it and I got this beautiful letter from the government which was lovely you know I said it was from my mother but that's another story for my therapist and um and so anyway and I did get this financial award and then I was sitting with this money going oh I have to do something with the money. What am I going to do with the money? And I had this other gorgeous lady, um, Dawn Bates, who's the author of this. And I was telling her and she goes, oh, my gosh, I'm an author. You know, obviously you have to pay someone to do something. I want to write your story because it's amazing. And it's going to seriously, your story from this girl who dared to dream, who had these awesome grannies, who's then become like a full-on blend of these two inspirational women who I could seriously write a book on both of them, who then navigates assault, navigates having twins twice in her early 20s navigates yes. three degrees still laughs still loves yes. her husband still yes. you know and through all the highs and lows of which there are many and I'm not trying to say it's really glossy you know there's seriously so many moments of just 
tears and like, oh my gosh, like seriously, we should have had a license to raise these children. Um, <laughs> how are we going to actually get by? And, um, and where are we going to get the money from? And all of my moments, because I'm always, oh, oh, I want to do it and I want to do it now. And like, that's been really yeah. hard for me because some of those yeah. took eight years, 10 years. Yes. Yes. So actually sitting down and unpacking my world and putting it into this biography, uh, which has become a number one bestseller. And it's just beautiful. Yes. Because not just it's to, to have it, it'll inspire women not to, you know, it's not follow my journey and be successful. It actually is, no, oh, my gosh, learn what's this journey because I, I then explain my thinking and my choices yep. and life yes. is full of those moments. It's sliding doors. And mm. I have a, I'm have a big one of if the door doesn't open, you know, you're not going to walk lot. past. Sometimes walk past and then some of them you walk past and some of them you actually have to create your own door. And mm. I have had my lived experience that I actually had to create my own create door. Create your own door. I had to go, no one in my world is supporting me everyone thinks i'm nuts everyone thinks i've got delusions of grand i'm with you honey i'm with you well i'm just going to create my own little door here i'm going to create my little package i'm going to apply to these positions i'm going to go to that interview one of my interviews i had i was interviewed by a boardroom of 20 men no way yes way and i'm like wow you've got to back yourself so much in in this world that i've had and so i actually you know, the, the biography will show, it's called The Curious Woman because curiosity is a gift. Is a gift. If your circumstance is so stupid and crazy or horrible, <laughs> seriously, and you just go, you know, you're you just like, it's not going to happen. Exactly. It's not because if your mindset's yeah. like that. But I tell you what, you switch on your curiosity and you go, yes. Annie, what tell is? me what if what if they're wrong or what if they're a bit wrong or what if i can just do one thing well one thing for me was a fifty dollar fifty thousand dollar raise once one yeah. thing once was actually having the boldness i've got a book actually my twins book is coming out in july i know i know making so i've written a book on twins and um because i just went you know i want to write a book on twins and i'm not a natural author well i thought not now i am apparently <laughs> I'm even going to write. You are. But um, what if? What if the person who said you're not a writer, you're not this, you're not that? What if they're Mm -hmm. wrong? And also, who are they anyway? And even to tell you. So who are they to tell me? And so now I've actually changed it. The curiosity has gone and said, I'm going to treat every single thing I do as a game. Because when it's a game Uh, for me, I can't fail. I then go and say, I preface it with with this could be an epic fail, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> right? I, I know. It's life-changing to do life that way. You know, when we're talking about visible and invisible barriers to women's success, I tell you what, they are true. Most of it is actually your own barriers you put on Absolutely. Yourself. In you this space between your eyes, the in your mind. Possible. So not only do you need to dream big, you need to act bigger. You need to back it up when people aren't watching. You need to just go, thank you for your comment. I'll take it and I park it. And I seriously have now got an, a, a little cone of, cone of silence around me. <laughs> and I just go, yes. thanks for that. Because, and, I, and then I surround myself with good success principles that says surround yourself with the voices that actually are people who have lived the That journey. lift you, you up and in. You want to inherit, right? I want to go, who has actually done what I want? Who is the CEO now? I'm looking for um, really cool board roles. Well, who are the, the women and the men who are on those roles that have already got to that position? 
yeah. who I can ask for advice. I yeah. now go, I want to be the weakest link in every room because I can go only up. And so yes. therefore it, it makes you fearless. It wants yes. you to, the fear is the fear of failure, the fear of embarrassment, yes. Yes. the fear of just looking stupid, the fear of what yeah. people would say. And once you actually go, well, that's what just a thought. And it's not easy. This is seriously it's this not... is a long learning process, ladies. Agreed. But once you nail it, oh my gosh, now I go, anything's possible. You know, in my current role, I've just got, you know, our three, we've got the patron of, of Glaucoma Australia, this I yes. the Governor General of Australia. We've yes. got a rock star, Kurt Pengilly from In Excess Band, yes. an ambassador. And and now I've actually just about to announce in a week's time a very, very iconic Australian. I'll tell everyone. Oh. We haven't announced it yet. David Koshy <laughs> from Sunrise is our, yes. he's the most iconic male TV hosty personality yes. in our country. in Australia. And he's going to now be an ambassador. Now, how did I achieve those wins? Because a previous Annie would have said, oh, well, you, you know, they're like really amazing. They're really important. They're celebrities. They won't say, yes, you're only running a little charity. And then you then start going, that's because I'm thinking all of those things because I've got a little mindset. Whereas I go, no, I'm the CEO of the peak, peak eye health charity in the country. Correct. And we're a global leader. And therefore, I need the best. I'm looking up. In Who's the, the country. Who's the most important people who could help me on this task? The governor general, a rock star, a celebrity and command, maybe others. And then I yeah. seriously, what am I missing? A woman. I need a woman. <laughs> um, but that person hasn't become available yet. But hello, they will. Because mm -hmm. what do we also swing in here? Intentional action. And you said that before. Yes. You said that we need to be intentional. And that we is so everything we do, we go, you know what? Once you start believing that anything is possible and then you start, you know, strategy, the buzzwords, but you just have daily intentional actions. You have today to I'm going to, this is my intent going, today. To send that email. I'm going to find someone who knows them. I'm going to do it. And then that's right. Some of them, you write the letter and they say yes. Some of them, some of them. Or no. emails, 10 emails. Sometimes they you can't even get past the fortress. So you find someone who knows them. You find two people who know them, three people who know them. Yes. And then suddenly they go, oh, how come I haven't met you before, Annie? Yes. And I'm like going, you know, and the reality is they never even got all those emails because someone blocked Correct. Them. Someone was a gatekeeper. So what did I have to do in a couple of these, particularly the latest one, I had to create my own door. I went, yeah. what is going to work to get yes. a win here? Yes. Because you believe that it is a good thing if you believe yes. you're entitled to it, not just me personally, the people of Australia, you know, absolutely are entitled to not go blind from a preventable eye disease. I think that's a yeah. pretty good reason to be persistent. And, yeah. uh, and so therefore you create your own door and then yeah. once you get in it, then you bring in all the other factors of back yourself. Don't apologize for being at that room. You yeah. walk in there boldly and bravely. Like I learned on my first CEO role and went, and sometimes so, your heart is beating faster than you could imagine and um you are super calm but inside your heart's going duh, 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 and you just do it anyway because it's exactly. not rocket science it's not heart surgery it's just a human being 
going to a place they've never been before, you're going to be scared. Annie Gibbons, we are completely out of time. Um, We have so many more wonderful conversations to have about women in business and to unpack this big vision of yours for women. The entrepreneurial and business path for women is often a life changer in terms of life, abundance, financial security. There's so much to unpack. We're going to be talking to Annie each and every week about her women's business incubator. The links, my friends, will be in the show notes attached to this show. Uh, If you want to jump on to Annie, uh, sorry, Annie, (laughs) any of Annie's websites. It's the Women's Biz Incubator, AnnieGibbons.com. You'll find all her books and all her information. Please reach out and talk to Annie. She is a powerhouse supporter of women. So if you're a woman with an idea, reach out and have a chat to Annie today. Don't leave it till next week. Do it today. She's on all socials, just connect. That, my friends, is your lot for this week. This is Tony Lontis and Annie Gibbons, and this is Secret Women's Business. We will be back same time next week with another episode. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you, Annie. Thank you so much, Tony. Mm-hmm.